down to... Running Along. I am Rachel. I am Jason. And so we got an interesting episode here because I don't know what the fuck happened. We already did this like a month before. Almost two months ago. Yeah. And most of our episodes are like months before we actually release them. Just for editing and give me time to edit because, you know, there's other things in life I got to do too here and there. But anyway, we already did this. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was great or not. But we already did this. And then a file disappeared. Something happened. Something went horribly wrong. And now we're here to fix it. Yeah, what plot part are we on now? Ooh. <laughs> I think that was the second pinch point. Now here we're coming up to the climax. Where we fix it? Yeah. So I I saved it. I named it. There's even a fucking file on the computer. You open it, it's nothing. And it says that I can't find the file. I don't know what fucking happened. Somebody explained it to me, and that might have been it. And it's not... It's gone, pretty much. So anyway. We have to redo Pet Cemetery from 1989. Yes. And the director, Mary Lambert, who also did Monkey Shines. We got Herman Munster as oh, Judd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we have the creepy kid. Creepy kid. I, I can't, kindergarten cop. Yeah. It's not a tumor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, the only person I wrote down was casting by Fern Champion. Well, the Champion of Ferns. And it opened on a fern, I think, too, didn't it? Like I a fern in the graveyard was like the opening scene. I think you said something like that before. It opens on a plant in a globe cross. Fun facts. Fun facts. When Stephen King first wrote the manuscript, he shelved it. His wife found it, read it, and then convinced him to publish it. Then he took it to his publisher. He actually didn't think it was great. He actually based this idea because his kids, his daughter's cat got ran over. And that's why he wrote the story. What if the cat came back to life? He found a way to get the cat back to life. And then everything went shit crazy. Um, George Romero was originally set to direct and film, but filming got delayed and he dropped out. Tom Savini turned down the chance to direct as well. Then, I have a fun story about Tom Savini. Mm -hmm. I have seen Tom Savini. He was a few tables down from me at Cinema Wasteland uh, in October. And, you know, I'm watching him. I heard, he's, I heard stories that he's not as pleasant to go up to. I don't know. I didn't go up to him. I, didn't want to I don't want to bug people. I don't want to bug him. So I didn't go up and talk to him. But it was cool to see Tom Savini, you know, down the way, a couple tables down from me. He didn't seem very happy most of the time. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way he looks. I don't know. Maybe it's just some people say I look bitchy sometimes when I'm just thinking. Um, that's called, There's a name for that term. Resting bitch face. Right? I guess. I don't know. So Tom Savini, he was, like, trying to get through the, you know, tables at a con, this convention, you know, and 
He's trying to get through, and he smacked his balls on the corner of the table, and he tumbled over, like extraordinary pain. And then he hurry up and looked around to see who saw him, and who saw him? You, me, the worst person to see that. <laughs> Smiling. I was. I probably was looking right at him and smiling and laughing. You like had your hand over your mouth, really wide open, like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So I hope his balls are okay. And I'm sorry I was the asshole woman that was laughing at you a couple tables down. <laughs> <laughs> so who did direct that? Uh, I just said it. Uh, Mary Lambert. She did Monkey Shots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Nineteen eighty-eight monkey shines. So it opens up on ferns, plants, and across little makeshift cloud. You hear kids' voices about dogs. There's a skunk. There's weird makeshift graves, and a circular spiral. It's kind of like panning out to see this pet cemetery, and then Optimus Prime shows up. Right? I don't remember. Yeah, it's written right here. I'm looking at my old notes from two months ago. I don't remember Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime shows right up. And then there's a family in a station wagon. Oh, the semi. Yes. I'm an idiot. <laughs> a family in a station wagon pulls up to a new house with a baby and a cat in back. And they wave at Optimus. I don't remember that. I guess they wave at Optimus. The baby starts wandering into the road and was saved by the local farmer neighbor, Judd Crandall. Herman Munster. You wrote better notes to me, and this was a couple months ago when I wrote these. Um, so is that maybe in a Maine accent? Is it in Maine? I think so. I have... My notes are really shitty here. A mm-hmm. uh, kid almost got hit by a semi... Oh, the kid runs out and he almost gets hit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Judd Crandall comes and saves the boy from a monster. So my, my notes are really jumpy. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, and I think it's later. Okay, go ahead. So, Judd Crandall saves a kid. Mm-hmm. Then it's nighttime. Church, the cat, and that cat's name is Church, after Winston Churchill, scares M.D. Lewis Creed, who's the father of the family. J- then Judd talks about the path to the pet cemetery. That damn road uses up a lot of animals. And I think that's the hook where we start to learn. Yeah. The new family yep. moves in, and we there's... learn about there's a pet cemetery on part of the property right across the the dangerous highway type of deal with semis everywhere. We are not against semi-truck drivers, but please try not to hit animals. It happened. Well, maybe Stephen King must be. He's against truck drivers, at least. Yeah. Uh, he, got, he, got the, he got hit on his walk. Was it run. a semi? I don't think it was a semi, but it was no. a truck. It was a truck of some sort. Maybe a large van? I forget. I don't remember. But I think this was written before that happened. Um, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a quote here. Someone says, and they must be drinking. They say, here's to your bones. Oh, and by the way, the sign to Pet cemetery is spelled wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, children are dumb and don't spell things right. Why can't they be adults already? God damn it. <laughs> so, and also, and this is just a side thing. The maid, there's a maid there named Missy. And she says, I wish I'd married a doctor. Or wish I'd married a doctor. Talk to the mom, yeah. yeah. To the Rachel. Um, I have Cat is getting his nuts cut. Wait, wait. Not quite yet. Oh, okay. A grave, or this must be Judd talking. 
He's talking about the pet cemetery. Oh. A graveyard is a place where the dead speak. Not a scary speak, stone speak. I see a lot of weird cryptic things like that in this movie. And so the little girl, Rachel, says, Daddy, what if church dies? He's not, or they say something about, you know, he'll go see God or heaven or something. And she's like, he's not God's cat, he's my cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, from, they're from Chicago next to that. I don't know what that has to do. <laughs> like I said, this was a couple months ago. The file uh-huh. got deleted. Lewis Creed says that I think he's being, his wife is like telling him to tell his daughter. And then it's a quote, church will be fine. I promise. She makes him promise. Mm-hmm. And he's like upset about that after she leaves. To his wife, he's like, you can explain it to her if something happens. Because he didn't want to promise. He's not religious. He doesn't want to say, like, everything will be fine. Jesus will save your cat. Mm -hmm. So then they go to get cat fixed. Yeah, that's when the cat got his nuts cut. Mm -hmm. Which is really funny because you've had a male cat, right? A long, long time ago. I remember my cat Triton when I was real little. He he wasn't fixed yet because he was a kid. And I remember when his powder puff came in. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, it'll always be stuck with me because I was pretty little. And she's like, oh, he's got his powder puff still. And forever cat's nuts are powder puffs to me because my grandmother said that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And she's like, well, they're going to be gone soon because he got neutered. I think in either, I don't know if this, ups- the next True Grit is coming out before this episode or after, but I think that's when I talk about my whole uh, castration episode. Yes. Not my castration. (laughs) A cow's castration that I witnessed. Are you castrated? No. No? Good to know. I don't know which episode I talked about that Mick Jagger should be castrated. I don't know. I don't (laughs) remember that. Oh, it was when we were watching Game of Thrones because... uh... Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's a, because, a way ahead of time. Because no. that Greyjoy guy looks kind of like Mick Jagger. But that's he a does. Huge, that's a huge sidetrack. So we're back to... The... And he died. Don't give it away. I, I don't care. If you're not caught up... Well, this whole show is just all spoiler. It's pure spoiler, really. Yeah, if you don't want a spoiler, don't listen to us. Or please do. And you don't even have to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save... I used to complain about my mom telling me the plots to whole movies before I watched them. I was like, well, no, I don't have to She's been really good at that. Lately, she's been better. Yeah, she hasn't (laughs) ruined any movies for me yet. Now, we're back. It's Doc Lewis's first day on the job. And there's a guy who got hit by a truck. And his face is all bloody. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently the body says, he must have jumped up, and says, the soil of a man's heart is blank, blank. I couldn't write it down fast enough. I'll come for you. At night, the dead boy wakes Doc up. Must be later that night when he's back at home. The dead boy. He wakes from the dream with muddy feet, yeah. Yep. Come on, Doc, we got places to go. Yep. And they go down to the basement for some reason. Then they head out to Pet Cemetery. This is a place where the dead speak, they say, repeat again. Do not go on to the place where the dead walk. The barrier was not meant to be crossed. The ground beyond is sour. And they repeat, I think, all those lines numerous times throughout the movie. Sour ground. Barrier not meant to be crossed.
So he wakes up in the morning, but his feet are muddy. It's evidence it was not a dream. And then we find out the dead boy's name, or maybe we knew it before, but the first time I wrote it down was Victor Pascal was the yep. dead boy. Which we've seen the new one, too. Yes, we did. We can evaluate that at the end, perhaps. Yep. And then we have the Thanksgiving talk. Uh, Doc Lewis is not going. Her dad no like him, I wrote. I mean, she married a doctor. I mean, what? how can he yeah, complain? Yeah. I mean, God. What did he do? That's mine. Um... I'm yelling at Jason because he's trying to take my beer. I thought it was because they moved away. I don't know. Perhaps, yeah. We don't know. They don't know the full story. Maybe he's like a oil rig tycoon or something, and Probably. even a doctor is not good enough. You know? Though it makes more sense in this original movie why he doesn't like him later yeah. than it does in the remake. Mm-hmm. I think there's more details in this original, actually. There is but a little bit, and there was some that they didn't talk about in the right. remake. Anyway, that's happening. They're leaving to go Thanksgiving to their parents, but Lewis is not going. And then I have inciting incident, question mark. Judd calls about dead cat. There's a better way. Well, no, you didn't talk about Church getting hit. I must have not wrote that down for some reason. Yeah, Church got hit Mm -hmm. by a semi while they were gone to Chicago or on their way. Okay. Fun fact, seven cats played Church. And we're trained to do certain actions. Like some cats were trained to look at the camera a certain way. And some cats were trained to do other things. And poop only one of them toilet. died. No, poop I'm kidding. In a toilet. None of them died. And none of them pooped in a toilet. Then there was one cat that was trained to get hit by a semi. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. None of the cats were harmed. But there were seven cats that played church. Some of them were painted to look like church. Oh, yeah, you painted cats. Yep. He must have told Judd about this while his, his family is gone. Yep. He falls down while trying to bury church, native there's, cemetery. Yep. So there's a better way to bury the cat over that, the brush pile, and then don't stop. So they try to go past the actual pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Lewis falls, it says pretty soon now, up in the burial ground the Indian burial ground, geometric design of piled rocks. Bury your cat here. I think this is the first plot point where they take action into the realm of adventure. This is where they start actually doing some weird shit. They're going into weirdness town. So Lewis is like, why? Why would you, you know, bury your cat up here? I have my reasons. He can't help. But he can't help because each buries his own. So that night, he misses the phone call. What did we do tonight, Judd? He lies to his daughter about the cat. Because mm-hmm. she has a nightmare. And she called, like, mm-hmm. I had a nightmare that Church died. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're crazy, bitch. Um, no, Church is here, like, purring and shit. You hear him? No, he didn't really do that. But that would make it a lot more interesting if mm-hmm. he did. I wish they would have written that in there. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, like making a cat noise. Yes. No, it's really him doing it. <laughs> so, oh, Judd was also saying what they did. He's like, I see, we did a secret thing. And then he says, the soil of a man's heart is stony. I don't really know what that means. Or horny. Did he mean horny? Stony? Horny. Stony. Maybe he meant horny. No. 
Because that makes more sense. The soil. Yeah. They talk about the soil a lot. I know. I'm just making a joke and you're ruining it. I don't understand. You never. (laughs) So, scary cat. Buster came back, I guess. Yep. And they feed the church. There's blood on his neck and he scratches Lewis. I don't know where this is about. It says mumbly ticky tape. Any idea what that means? No. (laughs) Ticky tape is in quotation marks, whatever that. There's a flashback of Judd when he's talking about Spot the dog. Buried his dog and it came back. Buried it a second time. So he asked, have you ever buried a person there? Christ on his throne, no, and whoever would. And then I wrote liar in the side notes. I think we're in act two now. What's in act two? Lewis takes a bath. Mice fall in the water. Oh, yeah. A rat. A dead rat. Yeah. Cat yowls. Ow. And then a girl, the girl had a dream about what exactly happened. And church smells bad. Oh, we already talked about that, I thought. Damn it. Notebook writing. I'm sure I have cancer, can't face the pain. Oh, it's the maid, Missy. Mm-hmm. She hangs herself. They find Missy, yep. the maid's body. And then we have a funeral. Stephen, Stephen King. King is the preacher at the funeral. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a priest or a preacher. I couldn't tell by his sign. Well, you know, does he molest kids or does he not? Oh, that's a good question. Anyway, somebody says, God sees the truth but waits. Ellie's cat. No, it's your cat now. Um, Rachel doesn't go to the funeral because she was sick. Everything that happened with the maid, you know, sick because of... So, Missy the maid was... And Ellie, the little kid, asked her dad if Missy the maid was in heaven. Mm. And Rachel got upset by that a little bit, you know, by that talk with the dad. And they talked about Rachel's sister, who is super sick, Zelda. That's where I'm at. Okay. Rachel's sister, in back bedroom, died like a dirty secret. I had to feed her. We wanted her to die. So we wouldn't feel any pain. She looked like a monster. And she kind of does, right? She's kind of like that weird... Hunchback, spinal Spine is like sticking out like she's super emaciated. Yeah. You hear Zelda's, her sister's voice choking, saying, Rachel! But she gave me the creeps. Yeah. Because that's my name. I guess Rachel was eight years old at this time. Really? Because she then... looked like she was 30. No, the, the little girl. <laughs> oh, this is the flashback. I'm thinking of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, she did. They'll say you wanted her to be dead, and that was true. Zelda's dead. They thought I was crying, but I think I was laughing. And then, next scene, after this flashback about her, Rachel's fear of her sister dying. Yeah. Then the next scene is Optimus Prime listening to the Ramones. Sheena is a punk rocker. Fun fact. Fun fact. The Ramones. So Stephen King wrote about the Ramones in the story, I guess. I never read Pet Cemetery, which mm-hmm. Addie is reading right now. I've never read it that one either. Yeah. So the Ramones for the movie allowed they're the only like band that plays in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they have Sheila as a punk rocker. And then they wrote a song for the movie called Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. So, Optimus is listening to the Ramones. And as there's a kite flying, they're having like a birthday party. I think it's Rachel's birthday party, right? I don't know. 
But the kindergarten cop kid is going crazy with the tight. Yeah, he's a little... Ellie, I think is the name for Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, it's Rachel's the, daughter. Ellie. The kid... Okay, what happened is kindergarten cop kid uh, was playing with a kite. Yes. And I forgot what happened. Well, there's a great quote from Ellie. Yeah. It got away from him, the numb shit. Yeah. Gage is the kindergarten cop. Yes. I'd rather call him kindergarten cop kid. (laughs) That's what I've called him the whole time in the notes. Kinder cop kid walks toward Optimus. Kite falls. Bloody shoe. Semi overturned. No! Exclamation point. So maybe he was kind of a numb shit. (laughs) This is the first pinch point, by the way. (laughs) So the little kid died. You're not supposed to do that in movies, but they did it. Yep. So they're looking through old pictures. Ellie says, God will make Gage come back. Judd says, God doesn't do things like that. What does God do? He was just saying, God doesn't do things like that. Other things do things like that. Yeah, but what does He's God saying, do? like, um... That's my question. Not anything about the movie. That's a whole other podcast. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Here's the funeral. Mm-hmm. Rachel's father. Oh, yeah. Yells at Lewis. That's all your fault. And punches him. And then they knock over the casket. Which was more terrifying than the tiny little casket. Oh, my God. It's so awful. That was not in the remake, by the way. No, um, that scene was like more mortifying than anything. To me, it felt like... Yeah. Well, for one, and this is not funny, and it's not anything like trying to be funny or cute, but it was very disturbing if you ever gone to a child's funeral. Mm. It's very disturbing, especially if it's closed casket and it's just a casket. Yeah, it was it's It's horrific. Anyway. Anyway, someone says God could bring him back if he really wanted to, which is probably Ellie saying that. I don't know. Yeah, she's questioning God because mm-hmm. her pet died. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever we have something brother bad. Now. <laughs> We've escalated from cat oh. to brother now. Well. <laughs> You're just worried about the cat. I am. <laughs> you know, kindergarten cat kid is fine. He's got plenty of money now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> You don't have siblings, so you don't understand. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never wish my baby brother, Caleb, who's not a baby, who's a muscle man. No. <laughs> he works out at a gym. And, well, I do too, but I'm not buff. I would never wish harm on my brother. It's just a joke when you you have a sibling. So, the cat is howling, the glowing eyes over Rachel. Someone says, fuck off, hairball. That was... Uh, Lewis starts drinking. Yeah. He's drinking with Judd, his Herman Munster neighbor. Mm-hmm. And Judd says, I might be responsible. You asked me about burying a person. It's been done. There's a local boy at the end of World War II. We get to the bottom of the truth. Sometimes death is better. It looks like that person. but That it, is better. But it ain't. An abomination. The menfolk took care of it. Indians stopped using it. The ground went sour. I'm saying that place may have made Gage die because I introduced you to it. I may have murdered your son. And this is the midpoint, I'd say, where they gained the important knowledge. Right. Yeah. They have full realization, or not full realization, but quite a bit of realization yeah. of what's actually happening now. Something is wrong with that place. It's 
not natural. It's not right. It's sour. It's lemonheads. Yeah. It's sour gummy worms. So he sends Ellie and Rachel away again to Chicago, back to their parents. What if? What if? You know, because, you know, worms eat dead bodies, Uh and the worms that eat those dead bodies that get buried there Uh are sour gummy worms. Oh, you just blew my mind. No, you didn't. is sour yeah <laughs> but they don't they don't get a chance to enjoy the gummer worms the worms don't get a chance to enjoy the bodies because oh no they are damn yeah damn because i'm like man we should go there then and eat gummy worms <laughs> free sour gummy worms <laughs> we'll we'll pay the gas and everything to get over there to eat. or fly we'll fly pay the plane bill to go over there so First class. Free gummy worms. <laughs> it will save us money in the long run. I don't even remember the last time I had a sour gummy worm. I don't. Or Sour Patch Kids or any of that. I don't eat a lot of candy. It's part of a marketing scheme. We'll sell it. Yes. Oh, we can have people visit. And they can eat gummy worms with a, by a, like a set price to visit. Pet cemetery gummy worms. The ground is sour. We're right on the label. Yes. <laughs> Dead is better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, marketing campaign. Why is nobody taking advantage of this? <laughs> they don't smoke enough weed like I do. <laughs> and, then, and then there's like one of those, um, like how they have push button things for, um, you know, animals. Or not animals. <laughs> <laughs> like teddy bears and stuff, you know. You push and it makes an, something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, things. yeah. But it will say, like, death is better. Or it'll be like a cat. Dead is better. It'll be a cat yowling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's going to be my next... Uh, and every package of sour gummy worms. That's going to be my next money maker. Sour. So. Gum- oh, my God. Stupid computer. I'm trying to figure out how to turn off these notifications. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. We reach the midpoint. Judd tells the backstory about World War II. Someone who comes back to, back to life, he feels guilty about the whole prob- problem. Mm-hmm. And Lewis sends Ellie and Rachel to Chicago, and then he goes to dig up his son's graves. Mm-hmm. And he has to watch out for cops, too, don't he? Yeah, he watches out for cops. Um, it There's two things I have a problem with this, right? Mm-hmm. About him digging up his son, right? Okay, for one, I don't know if you remember, it It looked, it wasn't very well done. Like, they just buried him, right? Mm-hmm. So the ground, I don't remember it being, like, disheveled, you know, when you first bury someone. Yeah. Yeah, it had already, like, grown over, it looked like. Yeah. And then, for two, um, to bury up a grave nowadays, it seems like it would be hours yeah it's it's six six feet down yes and then you have to like one dig, person dig all the way around it to be able to lift up the grave yes how are you gonna open the casket even if it's you gotta have room to open the casket all the way yeah. you know uh-huh. and for one person it would be like an all night hour, hours thing yeah it wouldn't be like 20 minutes 
like it seemed like in this fucking movie. Well, they did cut it, but still. I mean, it would he would have to like come back and do it because he would be exhausted. But you couldn't come back. You'd have to do it in one night. You would. So you got to come there at like 5 p.m., right? And just hope nobody's visiting any of their relatives, dead relatives. Well, we don't know what time of year. Maybe it gets dark at 6. Maybe. I. It might. Yeah. It's north. Mm. It's Maine. Yeah. And he's got to be there until... He's probably there for 12, 13 hours, I would think. One he, he at least... He probably pulls in six hours, probably do the whole process. I don't know. I have a problem with that. Maybe it can be done in four if he's been working out. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't think how it matters that even if you're my brother Caleb, <laughs> it would still take quite a few hours. It would take a while, yeah. It would take a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's a smaller casket. It is. But it doesn't but you matter. Still, you it's still be six feet of fucking dirt. Six feet, and you'd have to stand in it. Yes. Yes. I have a problem with that. That's so he Rachel's dig- problems. He, he digs up his son's grave. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's a visit by Victor Pascal. The barrier is not meant to be crossed. The ground is sour. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of warnings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if uh, Lewis is talking to himself or to Judd. But he says, if he's not right, I'll put him down. They don't have to know. I but think... Ellie has another dream about this Victor Pascal, even though they're away in Chicago with Rachel's parents, and she warns them there's a good ghost named Pascal. Mm-hmm. And he was he's more prevalent in this version originally than in the remake. Did we talk about Zed, the, the dream about Zelda? The dream about Zelda? Yeah. The creepy dream. I just read something trying to find my place. Yeah, we're behind, I think. Behind? Oh, I hear something about Zelda much later on. Oh. I haven't got to it yet. Okay. All right. So, Lewis digs up grave. Rachel calls Lewis in front of the creepiest damn painting in the world, which was supposed to be Zelda. Remember that creepy painting? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And she calls Judd because she can't get a hold of Lewis. You know, I thought was weird is that picture doesn't look like the little boy. But later, it's the same outfit in the painting he wears, Gage wears, in the painting. Hmm. It's the same outfit. I don't remember. It's been a couple months about the outfit that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. But, so she calls Judd. Mm-hmm. She tells him, I'm coming home, and there's a cop car in the cemetery. Okay, we're back to Lewis digging up the grave again. Digs up Gage. It's going to be all right, he says. Oh, then there's Zelda, says mm-hmm. here. We're coming for you, Rachel, and this time I will get you. Gage and I will get you for letting us die. That must be what you were talking about. Yes. In the scene of the painting of Zelda, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize that was supposed to be Zelda at first. Yeah, I didn't quite first. I thought, I, and this is not political incorrectness, but, you know, uh, kings and queens would purposely <clears throat> have uh, small people like painted with them and or have paintings of small people. You what, never heard of it? What reason? I, I learned this in art history in college. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know. They were weird and rich people are weird when they have tons of money. Like, I want a small person in my painting. Mm-hmm. I I want a small person with me. I want to pose with a small person. They had tons of money, but they didn't have cool things to spend it on. Like 
planes. Cameras. Or maybe they had something like yachts. I, I'm going to do a GoFundMe for a good video camera, okay? They couldn't play video games. They had no TV. What are they going to do? Get a small person in a painting. Yeah. But it's true. You can look it up. Anybody can look it up. Uh, there was a lot of like rich uh, aristocrats that would get paintings. Okay, what's the reason, though? Just for... I, I can't remember. There is a reason. Mm-hmm. There was a reason I, they thought they were lucky or something weird. There okay. was some superstition about small people. Oh, okay. And a lot of people, like, owned small people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like a Yorkie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, it's horrible. It's a horrible. <laughs> I'm not saying it was right. Uh-huh. But they, it was, was like. Was it slightly better than the circus? I, they wanted their own. <laughs> oh, God. You know? They're both horrible, really. Yeah, they are. Not small people, but circuses and... <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I just... It's a real thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I saw that painting, I thought it was one of those kind of paintings. I'm like, oh, yeah. they're so rich. You got a small person in the painting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's Zelda in that weird outfit, mm-hmm. which is a horrible painting that looks nothing like Zelda when you see mm-hmm. later. The boy wears it later. Okay. Yeah, I think there was something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, after the crazy Zelda dream, we're coming for you for letting us die. She's on a plane, and she wakes up, and Victor Deadboy is there, and he smiles at her and helps her make the plane. Let's do the next plane. Yeah, her plane uh, canceled, or mm-hmm. flight canceled, uh-huh. or something happened. But the ghost of Victor Pascal helps her get on it somehow. Oh, because they're like, is there another plane? Mm-hmm. And he whispers in her ear, mm-hmm. go to gate 12-something. I don't mm-hmm. know. He plays and... a much more important role in this original than he does in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because he's following her the whole time. He's guiding Rachel back. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what this is. It says a blue go, blue glow, pumpkin head. And then Lewis is on the path. Big worm face, Lewis, in quotation marks. But it's just imagination, denial. I don't remember that scene in particular. I don't either. I'm trying to... <laughs> because I would think I would remember our pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin head. Let me see what I have in my notes. But... Oh, lady is annoyed. Lewis cares. Blah, blah, blah. And um, Rachel's car tire pops. Yes. She hits a cat. Eddie says, that's not a cat. And then somebody says, it's trying to stop you. It must be Victor. And then we skip another scene. Lewis passes out in bed after burying his kid. In the pet cemetery? Well, it's not really. The beyond the pet yeah. cemetery. And then go back to Rachel, and there's a big sign that says lobster with an arrow pointing to Rachel. Which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know if she's a lobster. Yeah. There's a, I think if it's inadvertent or whatever, there's a big lobster with an arrow pointing. Because it should be pointing at the place, not just. Yeah, but she's like right in front of it in the shot. Yeah. So it's funny. It, which I was, I made a movie called Lobster Cabin. I helped make a movie last summer. So. And your name is Rachel. Yeah, my name is that Rachel. So then the semi, another semi pulls over and says, hop in, babe. Yeah, that that's safe. So. I would take that ride. Mm-hmm. Remember Large Marge from yeah. Pee-wee's Playhouse? No, not at all. Or Pee-wee's Big Adventure, that's what it was, the movie. Not at all. It's the main thing I remember from that movie. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I I remember the clown. I remember clown. I just remember like my... it's in the beginning, and it's an animatronic clown that scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. when I was younger. Now, that scene, the kid comes back home. I think it's from his view, so we don't actually see him yet. He opens the door, he gets a scalpel. Mm-hmm. Herman Munster tracks oh, muddy footprints. He goes to, he goes into his dad's room, he goes into his doctor, be- doctor bag. Yeah, he's ready for And I have a problem with this, too. Mm-hmm. This is the second pinch point, by the way. I have a problem with, even in 1989... Did oh, doctors yeah. really carry a doctor bag with a, just a random scalpel without any, like, thing? Mm-hmm. Like, you put your hand in that bag. Mm-hmm. You don't... Scalpels are very sharp. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Yeah, how many people make house calls? Yes. Even in and 1989. who takes their scalpel home? Like, who does that shit? Yeah. And I have a problem with the way it's just randomly in there. I think... Uh, Stephen King. I have a purse. What Stephen King grew up much earlier and reading EC comics. Yes. Tales from the Crypt type of stuff. So it was more common right back in those days, like 40s and 50s. It might have still occasionally happened where but, doctors did. But even then it was a bit much, right? Yeah. It's more like 1890s, 1910s yeah. or something. And for one, I have a purse. All right. I have a purse. You don't see a scalpel to reach your hand in there. <laughs> I reached my hand in that motherfucker so many times, and I can never find anything I want. But I've been poked by random things that are stupid <laughs> in there. But a scalpel? You just throw it in the bag? No! Right. I mean, I have a toolbox that's crammed with shit. Mm-hmm. And, but they're retractable blades. I never put up my razor blades in there with it sticking out. Yeah. You just don't do that. Mm-hmm. And another thing is I wouldn't want you to be my fucking surgeon or use that on there if you just throw it in a bag and then you take it out. And like, yeah. oh. Maybe if there's some kind of plastic case around it or something. Yeah, something to keep yeah. it sterile. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to cut your fucking hands off reaching in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a case for it. I don't know. We didn't see it. No, he reached his fucking hand in there. I was really upset well, by it. Well, back when they did make house calls, they didn't even believe in germs, so. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of, like, Doc from uh, Deadwood. Oh. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's, oh. in, he's in the oh. next. Oh. Not, not Maybe not the next movie we saw, but the, the most recent one we did for this show was Child's Play. Yep. And Doc from Deadwood is the bad guy in Child's Play. Yep. And the voice of Chucky. Yep. And Deadwood. It's going to have a movie. Oh, I'm excited. You know what? I'm wearing my Deadwood shirt you got me. Is it uh, Mr. Wu's Laundry? Mm-hmm. Yes. I... And? And disposal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Okay. I'm bitching about the kid in the doctor's bag. Mm-hmm. Herman Munster tracks down the money footprints. There's a spooky laugh that says, hide and go seek. He must hide be, and go seek. It must have, um, Gage must have got the scalpel as dad's, but then went across the street to Judd's. Yes, something. he did. Like Chucky. Someone like says, I brought you something. It's a pocket knife. Must be Judd. So anyway. Oh, yeah, yep. He has a knife. So Judd has a knife because he knows what's up. And then what I wrote down, like there's this whole scene where he's looking for Gage, the little boy, kindergarten cop kid. And then I write down, Chucky cuts the monster's Achilles heel. Yep. Well, the cat. He's under the bed. 
the cat's in there, mm-hmm. in his bedroom. And it goes, <laughs> and distracts Judd, mm-hmm. and it scares him, and that's when he slices Judd. His Achilles tendon. Which is disgusting, and I hate it. That's like the worst thing in the world to me, that and fingernails. And then jumps up, or must, cuts his mouth like the Joker, and bites his neck. Yeah. What is up with small people, like children and Chucky, smaller, they always bite. Is it like a child thing? Like, you know how kids bite because they're jerks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Use everything at your disposal, I guess, huh? But, yeah, I mean, yeah. You have, well, you're not strong, I guess. Biting would be the best bet, I guess. Just because it's creepy? I don't know. I don't know, but the biting thing always bothered me, too. But I guess if we're going to talk about the remake that we saw recently as well. Yeah. Um, this scene is played upon in the remake, but doesn't yes. go the same way. No. Because you think it's going to happen think, the same way, but it doesn't. Right. So that was nice. I liked how, like, the first half of the movie, I was like, yeah, this is all right, but I've just seen this original movie, and it's almost exactly the same, the first half. And then it's a little bit. the second half, they start changing things. Yeah. They talk so, about the Wendigo, mm-hmm. because in the rich, in the book, they talk about, which is the only thing, they didn't talk about it in Pet Cemetery this movie, 1989, yeah. but there's one scene when he first shows uh, Luca, or Lewis, I almost said mm-hmm. Lucas, Lewis, uh, the pet summit, or the, where they're going to bury the cat, mm-hmm. that scene, I forgot to mention, there's a howl-like noise, and he, uh, Judd freezes, like they're walking there, they're not there yet, mm-hmm. and that scene is supposed to be that noise that they heard was supposed to be a Wendigo. Skinwalker Ranch. It's different. Different. Yeah. yeah. It's not the same thing. Not the same thing. But um, speaking of Wendigos, maybe we should rewatch a uh, ravenous movie again with uh, Begbie from Train Spotting. That would be good. It's been a while. Sorry. We can go back to. Back, back, back. So he cuts Judd. And then bites him, which, you know, I'm disturbed by. And then uh, Rachel gets dropped off by the semi-guy. Victor says bye. Like, he's done his job. He's brought Rachel there. Mm-hmm. That's guy, all he can he's do. He's her. Then you hear a creepy voice saying, Rachel! Then the church cat is at Judd's house. And then, I don't know what this means, I just write, It's Zelda! Never get out of bed again! She must have been having visions of seeing Zelda turns into her kid Gage dressed like creepy picture. Okay, she's having some vision of Zelda and then you're right oh, when we were talking yeah. about the creepy picture with her son Gage is dressed like Zelda was. Yep. And he says... Because she goes to Judd's house. And then she says... That's where the, the name, her name was being called from. Yes. And then Gage says, I brought you something, Mommy. And then it's a skeleton. The next scene, uh, Lewis smacks his face on the edge of the bedstand. Oh, yes. yes. He finally wakes up, uh, sees mud prints, and he's happy about it. He's like, oh, Gage is here. The phone rings, and he must answer for it is 1989. Because <laughs> you could never ignore calls back then. You didn't you know who know the who fuck it was. was. There's not even call wait or mm-hmm. caller ID. Mm-hmm. I remember when caller ID came out. Mm-hmm. I wanted it bad. I don't know why. <laughs> He has to answer, and it's Rachel's dad. And then he says, I can't talk to you now. And he says, 
or uh, Rachel's dad says, Ellie had a dream that her mother's dead, but he can't talk to him. So phone rings again. It's Gage. He must pick it up again, apparently, because it's 1989. And so Gage is on the phone. He says, we play had an awful good time. Oh, Judd and Mommy. Yep. Him and Mommy. Sorry. Somebody says, what did you do? And then the Lewis climax. Then the climax begins. Lewis gives something meat to church. Poison must be poison. Must have injected the meat he with poison. He gave the cat a Thanksgiving dinner, pretty much, mm-hmm. for a cat. He gave him a fucking steak. Oh, yeah. He then... says, he puts on gloves and says, today is Thanksgiving Day for cats. Mm-hmm. But only if they came back from the dead. Yeah, and then he stabs the cat Injects in the butt. Says, Injects. Be dead. Now the climax. It was like. Lewis goes in. The place stinks. It's distorted, perhaps demonic. It's decayed overnight, or just an illusion. I assume this is at Judd's house, right? Yep. Crazy and... sign. I put crazy and sound hellish. Mm-hmm. And Lewis readies his syringe. He finds Judd's body. Ha 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 ha! Kid voice. Ugh. And then out of nowhere, a hanging woman falls from the attic. Which is Rachel. Oh, was it Rachel? Yeah. And then, apparently I'm calling him Chucky at this point. I used to call him Kinder Kid. Kinder Cop Kid. Mm-hmm. And now Rachel's he's Chucky. Jumps shoe down. was on the staircase, too, before that happened. So Chucky jumps down, bites, fights, gets scalpel. And Lewis injects the kid with a syringe. No fair. And he falls down. No fair. No, he says that a lot. Mm-hmm. No fair. And then he, like, plops so is that the climactic moment or is it almost this little bit later where lewis busts in with gasoline everywhere he burns judd's house down but he takes rachel's body victor something i'm sorry i don't know if lewis is talking or victor says he's sorry he says victor something i'm sorry but don't make it worse it must be um victor talking but here's the climactic moment he wants to try this again with rachel because I waited too long last time. It didn't work out with Gage because I waited too long. He was all buried. But if I do it immediately with Rachel, take her to the quote-unquote pet cemetery, maybe it'll work. And at this point, Addie was watching with us, and she says, idiot. So this is the climactic moment where the hero must make a decision, and he makes the wrong decision because it's a horror movie. So it's a tragedy. It ends badly. She is gross, and she grabs a knife. Because they, like, make out or something, or cuddle, or... I think we have, like, a just Judd's voice over or something. This man's heart is stony or something. What you own always comes home to you. The church bell rings. He puts... Oh, yeah. Lewis is, like, waiting for um, Rachel to come back, right? Mm-hmm. He puts cards on the floor, like a tarot, in front of the fridge. He's just sitting in, in the kitchen in front of the no, fridge. No, he's playing solitary. Is it solitary? Yes. And then Rachel, all bloody, walks in. And then he makes out with the gross-ass corpse. <laughs> and then she grabs a knife. The screen goes black. No! And, and then were... Vermont's Pet Cemetery plays. Exactly. The end. The end. The end. So, in the remake, mm-hmm. they have... Oh, uh, yeah. I think I like the end a little better in the remake. It's different. Mm-hmm. But a couple things. Spoilers, of course. In the remake, the girl, mm-hmm. is the girl Ellie, is the 
the one that is killed and comes back. Yeah, it's her birthday party, and mm-hmm. then she gets killed, and blah blah blah. All and then at the end, because you you see a little more. Um, the girl, I think, pretty good acting. Yeah, she's creepy because she's a little older. She gets to do a little more mm-hmm. than like a little little kid like Gage was. But I mean, the kindergarten cop is really good for that. Uh, being yeah, that, that kid has, or the guy. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of trauma and doesn't really do anything. He's in. He was in uh, *Raising Hope*. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in a couple episodes of that. He's not in a lot of films now, maybe because he's not passionate about it. Because he didn't actually get to choose to do it. It was his parents, you know, with a lot of child actors. But the remake girl was pretty good at being yeah. creepy. She'll she'll have some future problems. I'm kidding. Um, I hope not. I hope she does well. Also, uh, Zelda's story is different. A little bit, yeah. Zelda, because in this one, Zelda starves to death. Mm-hmm. Or no, she's choking, not starving. Yeah, she's choking. Yeah. She's just wasting away on the bed. Yeah. And Rachel is just a little girl that can't really do anything. But in the remake, it's a little more involved. Where there's And it's scarier, I think. Dumbwaiter, yeah. Uh, she think, didn't. She didn't want to go up there to give Zelda yeah. the meal, mm-hmm. and so she put it in the dumb reader, which her parents told her not to. And Zelda runs. You can hear her run. You don't see it, but hear her run to the dumb reader, and then you hear it, doop, 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 and then it falls. It goes, mm-hmm. Then Rachel was reluctant, but she opened the dumb reader and then at first she just sees the food i think so and then it drops down further mm-hmm. and there's rachel mm-hmm. all broken up and making yeah. even more than she already was yes so that was pretty creepy that that was insane <laughs> and um the end of it is for some reason rachel has gauge with her and the re- when she comes back, mm-hmm. because no, he's Gage, little, he's a little, little kid. yeah, and so she takes. Well, yeah, parents can take care of. Him. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah the grandparents. But she, they put Gage in the car. That like mm-hmm. completely like bad parenting for some people, I guess. If you keep your kid in the car, they're doing a lot of bad parenting right now. So yeah, I, that's the least of it. Yeah, I know. I don't care. I'm not one of those people. I don't give a shit. She leave, They leave the kid in the car, lock Gage mm-hmm. in when all this shit was going on. Which, I mean, well, in the situation, is probably the safest thing to do. I think the safest thing would have left him. Like, yeah, yeah, aside from that. At the airport? <laughs> at the airport. Yeah, and Victor Pascal didn't, like, help all the way through as much as he did in the original. A little bit, but not as much. A little bit, but not as much, yeah. And they talk about the Wendigo in the remake mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, which is better because it gives a little more background. Yeah. But that's not the same. A Wendigo is not that. Wendigo is like you um, become a Wendigo after you eat human flesh. It's yes. It's a cannibalism thing. It's a can- yes. It has nothing to do with like dying and coming back. It's more like you become... A monster from eating. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, the happy zombie family... Wait, they- wait, wait. You okay. skipped ahead. All right. So, it's the little girl this time who's coming back. Yes. She kills the mom, right? Mm-hmm. 
she is the one who drags the mom back to the quote unquote pet cemetery beyond the pet cemetery. Yeah. And um, as she's almost getting attacked or killed, putting put down by her father, Lewis, the mother comes back from the dead and finishes off Lewis. And then buries him. And then buries him in the same place. And they all come back like a zombie family. And Looking they, at Gage and through they, the car. Yes. And you hear the click click of the uh, car opening. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Unlocking. Yeah. But there's, you know, minor differences. The story, mm-hmm. um, different beers. There wasn't hams in this one? No. I forgot to mention how, how Herman Munster drinks my hams beer. Yep, Jason loves his hams. It, hams, if you want to pay us. Yeah, we'll be your you can sponsor, sponsor us. you very well. I've been drinking you for years. And Pet Cemetery, Judd Crandall, Herman Munster loves you too. Yep. But overall, I, I, I know that, you know, it's been a couple of months and we already did this. Yeah. But I think we did okay. Yeah. I, I forgot a lot of things. Yeah, I think we got most of it. And we added the remake details. Yes, we did, because we didn't see the remake yet. And mm-hmm. the whole purpose of us even renting this movie mm-hmm. was because my child wanted wants to see wanted to see it before she saw the remake. Mm-hmm. And so we rented it. We weren't going to do this movie. I didn't even know there was a remake being made. But then, like, we watched this, and then a week or two later, we watched I the remake. Did. Yeah, we did. We went to the movie theater mm-hmm. with my child. She was mostly scared by Zelda. I think everyone agrees that the whole Zelda part was the scariest. Yeah. Um, there was, like, a almost American Horror Story, the first season scene with the basement for a bit, too, that was weird that I couldn't... In the new one, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Something was linked to the basement. And we talked about it... You said something about the basement, mm-hmm. too. I didn't understand why they went to the basement in the and first one. But there was a weird scene. I think Rachel goes to the basement or something in the remake when she first gets to the house for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then shit went crazy. Because remember he was like, it's your kid. And she was like, because, you know, she was being a little shithead. She was like breaking stuff, doing ballerina things and breaking stuff on oh, purpose. Okay, in the remake, yeah. when Ellie comes back. Yes. Yeah. She's still trying to pretend to be her. It's like we don't know if I love you, Dad. If it really is them, but they're weird now, mm-hmm. or it's something totally else, like a demon inhabiting the body that's coming back, and it's not them at all. It's that's what the impression I I got. All I know is kids are shitheads, and, and then, she proved it. Yeah, she was pretty good at being an asshole. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it, the remake because and there were probably parents that didn't believe in the spanking. I'm not seeing your kids. I'm just joking. (laughs) Anyway. um, Oh, and there's the issue of whether Judd Crandall is telling the whole truth. His wife had died. Did he try to bury his wife and bring her back? We don't know. Oh, and the remake, too. Remember, there was like. There's some doubt of Judd Crandall's goodness. Mm hmm. There's something about his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Did she die naturally and he just let it go? Or did he try to bring it back and then regretted it well too there was like little detail now that i'm thinking about it it's been you know a little bit since we even saw the remake mm-hmm. but i and we didn't take fucking notes mm-hmm. 
that we weren't drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> either, but, and I wasn't high. There was little, like, tidbits of things that weren't in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, the story was based on Ellie being the one that got killed. But Ellie was, like, a very bigger character. Even though in the first one... She uh, was the main character in the first one. Right? Not as much as this one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, but... Because she... Like, there was, like, a social thing. Uh, was it, like, oh, she, social thing. She had friends, and her dad, like, there was more emphasis on her. Like, she had, like, a Halloween thing when church, remember, it was a whole different story. The creepy kids with yeah. the, wearing the masks. Yeah. Oh, and there's something where she wore the mask later. Like, what do the masks have to do with it? Mm-hmm. I think it was just inspired by old Halloween traditions, creepy old. Or old, Halloween old. 3. Well, yeah, but that was inspired by, like, really old, like... And those are my favorite pictures ever. Mm-hmm. Like, whether from, like, 1890s or early 1900s. Yeah. Or 1920s, even. Yeah. Before Halloween got, like, super commercial. You got... They had really they had, creepy masks. And they're great. hmm I think they're great. I don't know if I'll give a trick-or-treater a treat or even open the door if I saw one of those masks. Mm-hmm. I'd be too scared. What's with those kids that knock on your door? They have black eyes or something. Oh, the black, uh, was it dark eyed or black eyed children? Children. Uh, that theory. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You sure you want to go down this rabbit hole? Because you know, I love lores and legends and oh. stuff like this is my favorite. So I'll have a quick recap of the plot structure for Pet Cemetery. What, what do you think the hook was? Okay, I'm saying it, the hook was that the new family moves into the house and they hear about the Pet Cemetery across the way. And the inciting incident was what, probably when the cat dies? I would think. Hmm. It's like the, the new thing that's happening. And the first plot point where they take the action it's to either... go into the realm of adventure. Yeah. The incident could be the acknowledgement, too, though, of the pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's where I get confused with right. this. Let's say when they actually take action to leave the normal world is when he buries the cat in the special cemetery that Judd takes him to. Yeah. Now they've entered Act 2, so things start to get weird. Okay. It starts to happening. The first pinch point is, I guess, when Gage dies. Things start to go horribly wrong. Or it could have been the cat. The cat coming back. But it's weird. But then Gage dies. Yeah. And, you know, Stephen King himself doesn't go by a structure. Right, right. That's true. So that's Stephen... why this is really hard. And yeah, that's why we, when we, we talked about this, I was like, I don't... It's hard to really pinpoint... Because he doesn't use a structure. He doesn't use a, you know, not, a plot structure. Not consciously, no. No, he doesn't. He's actually against it. I was the one that told you the last time we recorded this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stephen King is against people who write outlines. Yes. But he does have a general idea of where he's going. Then he well, kind of, there's a conflict then and of, then a resolution. Because a story without both is yes. not a story. Exactly. But nevertheless, this movie seems to follow 
a basic plot structure. Kind of. So. <laughs> you get frustrated with me. So the first pitch point is either when the cat comes back and it's fucking weird, or Gage dies. That's a horrible thing that happens. Yes. And then the midpoint is when they gain knowledge about it, that um, Judd starts telling him about more details about the place. More information. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a structural point, Jason. I just wrote, draw a picture of sour gummy worms. <laughs> well, well, hold on. You wrote that before? No, I just wrote that the second time. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I was like, hold on. <laughs> it's all, I had it all figured out from the beginning. I knew before. Well, we are traveling through time. Yeah. We're from the future, and we're talking about the past now. Yeah. Who knows what other things are actually going to come out in. <laughs> anyway, so they gained knowledge of what's actually going on, and the second pinch point is after, it's around the time when um, Lewis buries his son, Gage, and then he comes back. As some crazy demonic asshole. Well, he made it too sound like it wasn't his kid. He said that it was somebody's yeah. kid. He didn't say it was his. Who said that? Oh, hold on. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, if it's his cat now. I'm thinking of Judd. Yeah. I don't know. My mind went somewhere else mm-hmm. for a minute. But, okay, the second pinch point, either, you know. He decides to bury his kid, and then he comes back as some monster. And then the climax begins when, um, so that must be the, but I never put the second plot point. What's the worst point of the movie? I guess when, um, when Gage comes back and starts killing Judd and everybody and Rachel. So the climax is really when, um, Lewis tries to face down Gage and starts, uh, he injects the kid with some syringe and everything. It's a climactic moment. Not almost, fair. Yeah. Or it's not quite the, cl- the really climactic moment because it's... Um, but he he beats the kid, burns the place down, but then a really climactic moment is when, after Rachel is dead, he tries to bring her back. And he makes the horrible decision to make this a tragedy instead of a, you know, a heroic, I beat the evil. And then we get our resolution of everything going to shit. And that's the recap. Okay. Now talking about the Dark Eyed Children. There's stories about people that had experiences with children that had black eyes. I don't even remember why we started talking about this. We're talking about Halloween, old Halloween masks. Oh. knocking on your door. Oh, okay. And there's stories and creepy pastas and bullshit about these kids that will come to your door and they want to they will be like little children and their eyes are all black. Like there's no color to their eyes. They're just black. They're, but it'd be white, but with like black, you know, with your eyes. (laughs) With your eyes? Yeah. Are you talking about eyes? Yes. And they, people, stories are, they ask to come in. Like there's, and if you let them in, then bad things happen to you. Like what? Death. Or die. But some people don't. Directly? Are they killed by the black-eyed children? Or are they I just... don't... I gotta look it up. It's been a couple of yeah, years. It has been a while. Yeah. I gotta look you it up. You were really into it for a while. I remember that's when uh, yeah. I brought it up. 
Yeah, it. I like weird stories like that. I watch a lot of and listen to a lot of. Like they would knock on your door and say, "Oh, I'm lost," or yeah, and it usually be two children. Mm-hmm. And there's one story that was published on the internet, which anybody could publish on the internet, and it could completely be false. But this lady claims that she had an encounter with them. She let them in. Like, parts of her house lost electricity just from them coming in. Mm-hmm. And they wanted they wanted to use a phone or something. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, the she had this sense of dread just seeing them. And she didn't like these children. But she let them in. But she just felt sick. And her dogs, like, freaked out. And um, her dog ended up dying later. And with perfect, healthy dog, like, and then some men in suits came and got them, and she's, like, been cursed since. Oh, they link it to the men in black or something? Or... Yeah, it, it went all, the stories go all over the place uh-huh. about this. And anybody can put some story oh, yeah. online, you know. Especially now it's all out there, everybody's heard all these different stories, mm-hmm. so they just, like, put them all together and make something cool. It was, like, pre-Slender Man like oh, was it pre yeah or <laughs> I was thinking it was post, but no, but Slenderman would I don't know I don't even understand the Slenderman like theory mm-hmm. so much because it's like he wants things from you and you do these things and then he accepts you or something mm-hmm. and then one idea was that he just haunts you and apparently he can teleport like a bitch. Well, like, when I was you know Minecraft those Enderman. You know that. A little girl got stabbed by other little girls yeah, yeah. because of... Did she die? I, I watched a documentary. I don't think she died. Yeah. I have watched it, but I forgot the details. Me I too. Do, I don't think she died, but I mean, they, she definitely could have died. I hope she didn't die. I don't think so, but I'm not sure Well, the that. kids are in jail or something. Or yeah, yeah. Like... Didn't it just happen? Though? Like years ago. No, I mean, it didn't just happen, but I mean, the, the trial was just... Somebody was. I don't it was know. Postponed for a while. I don't know. I need to look it up again. Like a couple of months ago or something. I, I'm fascinated by like the idea of like an extra like supernatural like force mm-hmm. taking. Oh, like last night when you thought there was a shadow man next to you, but it was me. <laughs> <laughs> a shadow man was doing a weird dance. Okay, you went to bed like five, maybe ten minutes before me. <laughs> I come up in bed, making a lot of, I come upstairs to bed, making a lot of noise. I shut off the light. You had left the light on. I shut off the light and walk like 15 feet to the bed. And I clamber over the bed, pushing it down. <laughs> that didn't wake you up. I get on the other side of the bed. Then I start to take my clothes off, like my shirt. So it looks like I'm dancing, apparently. A shadow man dancing, <laughs> taking that shirt off. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, I hear, ah! <laughs> And you scared the crap out of me. <laughs> you were not woken up until that point. Jason, <laughs> <laughs> you would too. You would you would scream to if you saw a man dancing. Well, if in I the wasn't house. woken up by like 
five minutes before I will watch the loud noises and the bed moving because, like it does every night when I crawl over. <laughs> I have weird sleep things, okay? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I have night terrors. I, I'm very loud in my sleep. Not that loud. This is the loudest yet. <laughs> I go in my sleep. Normally not that loud. It's more like. That's you. when I have sleep paralysis. When I nudge you and you wake up and you're grateful. But this time it was full on <laughs> loud, high pitched scream that lasted for like two seconds. I probably thought I was in sleep paralysis again. It was like, no! <laughs> That's really what happened. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> well, Pet Cemetery did not scare me as much as you screaming at me. <laughs> so I really liked the movie, but I wasn't that scared. <laughs> well, you obviously scared me more than Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we bid the adieu. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>